0: I was born with a gift. I was born with the gift of having only one hand. Nobody is born average. If I refuse to let circumstances define me, I'm going to define my circumstances. You'll never make an impact unless you're committed to the collision.
1: Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really wanna stay connected in your marriage.
2: And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you.
1: I'm Adam King.
2: And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them.
1: So come and join us as we have a conversation We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple Podcast. This episode will be on Living Above Average with Darren Sargent.
2: And Darren Sargent is an author, a motivational speaker, and also the director of Ministry Central for the UPCI. He has been a pastor. Um, He's also been an influence in our lives from a young age. So we respect him. We're excited to have him on the podcast today.
1: Yes, and he also has his MA in Christian Leadership from Hope International University. So he has a lot of things to uh, give to us today.
2: Yes, and such a unique perspective too. You'll hear him talk about how he was born with one arm and how it has been pivotal for his development and the way he perceived things. So here we go.
1: Darren Sargent. Um, So, so, so good to have you here. And uh, we've been actually wanting to have you on for a long time. So it's a
0: a privilege and an honor. It's my my honor. This is is kind of cool to me because I knew you kids when you were kids. (laughs) Now you're just just bigger kids. (laughs) <laughs> that's true. I do Amen. feel like a bigger kid.
2: Totally. <laughs>
1: I do have stories for days about you oh, and you your gotta family. Be careful. You <laughs> gotta be careful.
0: Don't, don't tell them all. Tell them all. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: you know, I, I would definitely say that your family has had an integral role in the the development of who I am today. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that lightly.
3: Yep.
1: Um, your dad and your brothers have all made an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, just do the things that you guys have all done and stood for all your life. And in a great example, your whole family. Yes.
2: Well, that we means respect a lot. you. Yeah. Well, we you guys were... are awesome. Oh, yeah, we I, I have so many memories of growing up, going to youth convention, hearing, hearing you mentor and guide and preach and teach. And um, I just have a lot of respect for you. So we're excited to dig in today this to this topic. Um, it's something that hits home for everybody. And we want to find out from you when you think back to the concept of average, where did this start developing in maybe as a child?
0: well it, it really did start as a child uh before i get too deep into it i know i've already said but thank you for the opportunity to be on here oh. and uh you guys are you guys are two of the two of the best in my opinion the cream of the crop Ooh. and uh watching your your guys's life and ministry expand and grow has been uh i'm uh i'll stand on the sideline and cheer Adam and Carissa King <laughs> all day long. I'll go get uh, some pom-poms if I have to, <laughs> uh, because that's you guys so are, sweet. you're the real deal and you're helping mm-hmm. people. And that, that's what it's all about. Uh, um, thank I, you. When, when you talk about average, um, mm-hmm. I had a, I've had, I've had several dynamic moments in my life that have shaped me. If you don't know who I am, I know they'll probably give you a little, update on who I am. I was born with, I was born with a gift. I was born with the gift of having only one hand and I wouldn't want it any other way. So if you see me at a conference and you come pray for me to get my arm to grow, I'll probably throw it front you. Um, probably, and you
2: better not call him handicapped.
0: That's right. That's right. Don't make an excuse for me. Don't call me handicapped. Don't call me disabled, but it's been a gift. Um, and the, the older I get, the more I recognize the importance of why I was born the way I was. But one of the most dynamic moments happened in the space of about four years. Um, When I was in the first grade, we lived in Salinas, California. And uh, I remember I, when I was born, I was inducted into the Shriners Hospital group or whatever. And they fitted me with a prosthetic as a child. Now, you know, my parents, you've already mentioned my parents, but Adam and uh, I owe so much to my mom and dad. They're just unbelievable people. And how yeah. they handled me being their firstborn with only one hand it says a lot about my attitude and who I am today and how mm-hmm. I handle uh, yeah. what many would consider to be a disability. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I I remember um, I wore my prosthetic. It was a hook. You've seen those, those hooks where, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I wore it to school one day. And like I said, my parents never forced me to wear it. Uh, Shriners fitted me with one, and, and you know it was free. So I just every once in a while put it on. It's great. It was great for pinching girls
3: um, <laughs> and,
0: and all that. But I remember wearing it to school, and me and a buddy of mine was on the playground at recess, and I jumped for this ball at the same time he did. One of those one of those playground red rubber uh, playground uh-huh. balls, and my hook accidentally jabbed him in the lip. And blood oh. started coming out. And I'm thinking, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, <laughs> Wear well, <my>, this more. <laughs> exactly. My teacher didn't see it that way. And I remember, I don't remember my first grade teacher's name. I have no idea what it was. I remember coming back to the classroom after the incident and her pulling me outside and sticking her finger in my face and saying, I never want to see that on your arm again how dare you wear that you're going to hurt other people don't bring that to school again and i remember just being first grade heart just being devastated i mean i was just yeah crushed yeah and she gave me a note sealed it and it said had my parents names on it and i remember going home and being very concerned about giving it to my parents i gave it to my dad And I was kind of on the floor. He was in his chair and he read the note, folded it up, put it to the side, picked me up, put me on his lap. And he said, Darren, what that note says about you is not who you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. And so this concept from Psalm 139 at a young age began to kind of circulate in my brain. And fast forward three years, it's right in the middle of the fourth grade year. Um, We moved from Salinas, California, to Twin Falls, Idaho, to a little town outside Twin Falls called Kimberly, Idaho. And I wanted to play football with all the guys at recess. Like I said, it was right in the middle of the school year, so all the little small school. All the friend groups had formed, every you know, here's this one armed kid, extremely handsome, but here's this one-armed kid <laughs> that that is is all of a sudden introduced into the classroom. I wanted to play football. I wanted to show them I could beat them single-handedly, but they wouldn't let me play. <laughs> and, I, and I remember I remember coming into my classroom and collapsing on my desk and bawling like a baby. I'll be honest mm. with you. Girl that sat next to me, her name was Shelly Morrill, I'll never forget, she went up and told my fourth grade teacher. Now, I remember his name. His name was Mr. Jenkins. He told my, She told my fourth grade teacher what had happened. And all of a sudden, I hear him say, class, class, let's settle down. I want to talk to you for a moment. And he started to call up five or six students. He, and he lined them up across the front of the classroom. And he pointed out in each of these students their positive differences.
3: Hmm. It, it was brilliant.
0: It was okay. brilliant. And then I heard, I'm still in the back, like, "Ah," you know, snot running out my nose, my eyes are all puffy. (laughs) And I'm thinking, you know, what's he doing? And all of a sudden I heard him say, Darren, would you come here? And I instantly fear gripped my heart. I'll never forget it. And I said, here in my brain, I'm thinking, here we go again. I'm going to be singled out. And he called me up there, put his arm around me, and he pointed out my what would could be considered a disability to some as a positive difference. Mm. And it changed my life. I mean, I went into junior high and junior high, I ran for, Student body senate. My dad was my campaign manager, and he drew this poster with my sleeve hanging down. Said, "Vote for Sarge. He'll be your right hand man because that's all he can be." And, and I won. I mean, and I went into high school, and and you've all heard my stories in in high school. My arm almost became the school mascot, but something something started in in this in this noggin right here about this concept, and. I've read that scripture all my life. Psalm 139, verse 14, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And about probably seven, eight, nine years ago, I was I was doing my morning devotion, and I happened to be in that chapter reading it, and the Lord just, really, I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, nobody is born average. Mm-hmm. And I stopped, and I had my journal, and I was writing, and I said, whoa, whoa say that again, God, nobody is born average. Wow. And what settled on me has evolved over the last few years, but it's this concept that all of us were born with incredible promise and potential. Hmm. The sky is the limit on what God has created us to be and what God has created us to do. Yet yeah. yeah, we allow life we allow pain, we allow hurt, we allow tragedy, we allow failure, we allow divorce, we allow whatever yeah. mm-hmm. to cause us to kind of slip into this abyss of the average where we just kind of settle into the status quo and yeah. never think that we can push. And we, we allow these limiting beliefs to start get piled on. Mm-hmm. This failure causes this belief. This hurt causes this limiting mm-hmm. belief. This tragedy causes this. That person and what they said causes this. This we could go on and on and on, mm-hmm. and so mm. it kind of just put something into my spirit that in every youth camp I get to preach. I'm 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 52. I know I only look whatever, um, <laughs> but I've never looked able... better. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I'll I'll send you that money later. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a concept and a message that I preach every chance I get to preach to young adults and teenagers because they're de- they may not have a physical handicap yeah but something is limiting them yeah. yes something yeah. is keeping them down so that's where it kind of came from
1: yeah. wow you know it's it's so interesting but also puts me like it gives me perspective you know that that old memory the, the memories that you sh- shared could yeah. easily become defining in the other way.
0: Mm. Exactly. They could yeah. have exactly. easily
1: been time bound, not trauma, but uh, something that would have defined you that would have been very difficult to get out of your system. Yeah. Like would have informed your fears would have informed like these exactly. places that mm-hmm. actually, you know, been your tar baby, like your stuckness.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think, you know, there's a, there's something I've lived by my entire life. I refuse to let circumstances define me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to define my circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I think we, we, they're, they're basically, in my opinion, and I talked about this on a podcast I did this morning, uh, my, my own podcast, but I I talked about, there's four areas that I feel limiting beliefs originating from number one's Mm -hmm. your past. Right. And you're right, Adam. I could have let that, I could have let that affect me. Mm -hmm. But I had, I had the wisdom of my parents. Mm -hmm. I had the wisdom of my fourth grade teacher Mm -hmm. who a few years back, I was doing a motivational speech in Nevada and he drove down and I took a film crew and we filmed his perspective of that moment.
2: Mm, That's awesome. It was
0: incredible. (laughs) I mean, his perspective of things I never thought about. We did about a sit, a 30 minute sit down interview.
2: Oh, that's and, neat. Can people uh, access that interview?
0: You know what? I do have, I think I have it on my YouTube. I'll I'll make sure, but I'll send you the link. Cool. So That'll be awesome. It, so you can put it on there. Yeah. Uh, it's about 20, 30 minutes long, but it, it's from his perspective and how he felt like he, and I've developed a whole course that I'm in the middle of right now working on. Uh, about that I'm calling it get a grip I'm using five I only have five fingers so I'm using (laughs) five points Um, but I want to talk about I want to share that there are things that he did but I think we get we allow the past to bring about limiting beliefs in our lives that cause us to to remain status quo to remain average we allow we allow the present we look mm-hmm. at the headlines, we look at everything around us, and the world's a scary place, and we can't push through because so-and-so is saying this about us right now, or they did that, or mm-hmm. whatever. And then there's the pretend.
2: Talk we about can, the pretend. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I call the pretend the social media monster. I mean, <sighs> if you're yes. careful, you can to try to compare yourself. I'm not, I'm not in competition with... Joe Blow from Kokomo who has 75,000 <laughs> followers and every 5 seconds he's posting what he's doing and how awesome it is. Folks, social media is it's the highlights if it's yeah. Yeah. if it's anything. Yeah. And a lot of it is people are just posting the good they're not, they're not showing you the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, there now there's some people that uh, I'm now I'm preaching but there's <laughs> some people that there's some people that get on Facebook and they want to share all their woes and yeah. see how bad it is. Yes. I've got time for that, mm-hmm. you know. I love mm-hmm. people and I'll pray for people, but dear Lord, it's amazing how bold people get behind a computer. Oh, Keep, oh, I gotta stop. Use some discernment, I folks. Stop. Yes, exactly. Uh, but the pretend is such a, especially with young people and, and, and young adults. Yeah. They're they're comparing themselves to people's social media life.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah. Come on, right? Mm.
0: That's the world or pretend. It's not the yeah. real world. And then but it, the feels, final, so it, but it yes. feels so real. It feels so real, especially in that time. We spend most of our time. I I know. I, I'm, I'm holding up. There it is. We <laughs> we we spend so much time
3: mm-hmm.
0: in this world. Yep, yep. and uh, yeah. it's become a part of us. I mean, the worst thing that iPhone could have ever done was do that screen time monitoring on your phone yes. that you get on Sunday afternoon right before I would preach. Um, <laughs> it always shows up and shows me what I spent most of my time on. But uh-huh. We do we're, we're engulfed in this. We're we're, yes. we're spending way too much time. Yeah. Involved mm-hmm. in the pretend. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, there's only really one Facebook and that's the Bible. And it said, as we look into the mirror of the word, that's mm-hmm. the original Facebook.
2: That's good. And
0: that's where we really yeah. need to be spending, spending our time. Then the final one to me would be people. We mm-hmm. let people limit us. We let yeah. the lies of people. And, and I could have. I could have let my first grade teacher, whatever her name was,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I could have let her limit my life.
3: Yeah.
0: Or I could choose to believe what God says about me. Yeah, and what yeah. the word says and what my parents have put into me and what positive mentors put mm-hmm. into my life.
1: We'll be right back to the interview. But first, we want to share something that we are really excited about.
2: So, you know, we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place. And then on top of that, we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations.
1: And that's why we created the monthly live date night.
2: And monthly live date night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes, 60 minutes. It, we focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick, and then 30 minutes we do a QA and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage, your intimacy. And we share tools. Uh, we have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in. But we really want you to take action in your marriage too.
1: So come join us live for the next monthly live date night. Check the link in the show notes for dates and details.
2: All right, back to the interview. Mm-hmm.
1: So good. Yeah. I had a question for you. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of fathers and mothers listening to this and like, just listening to how crucial that wisdom was in that time, yeah. in that moment,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like your dad had, I mean, maybe he just ha- walks around all the time with that sort of wisdom. <laughs> I would have, might've been mm-hmm. like kind of taken aback and got frustrated that she would have said that, but I don't know if I would have come back with that wisdom right away without preparing for it. Do you think that that was something that he had been mulling over for a while or?
0: You know, try, I, like, I, I, I think. You know, we we don't. I think sometimes we don't give enough attention to spiritual gifts mm. that come up on us at times that yeah, are necessary. Um, let, let me let me take it back to the day I was born. Okay,
3: yeah.
0: Um, this is this is really cool. And while I'm telling you this, I kind of feel that little extra Holy Ghost mm-hmm. nudge just to go mm. here. Um, my aunt showed up at the hospital after I was born looking for my dad and she couldn't find him. Uh, this was after I was born. This was after he had walked into the room. This was after he had held me. This is after he had assured my mother. Uh, my aunt told me this. She goes, I went to find, she calls him Harry. She goes, I went to find Harry and I didn't know where he was, went into the, the, you know, the, the lounge or whatever, the cafeteria, the waiting room wasn't there. She goes, I found him in the chapel.
3: Mm.
0: And, uh, sorry. Um, he was down in a hospital chapel praying. Mm. And he told me later, he said, I had to get a word from God that this boy was going to be all right. Mm. And when my aunt went in there, he grabbed my aunt, hugged her, no doubt, with tears, and he said, there will be nothing this boy will not be able to do. And I think the wisdom from God started right there. And when presented, and this has happened with my parents, not just my dad, my mom as well, critical junctures in my life yeah. where I felt un, unworthy. I felt, you know, how, how am I going to preach and hold the mic and point for someone to come up? The whole front three rows are going to come up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, they have stepped in and God has given them wisdom and given them words to speak into my life. See, this is the power of, of influence. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, one of the greatest influencing roles in the world is that of a parent. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when they would step in many times and speak a word that would encourage me. And I remember one time I was just, I was going through it. I was in college and just struggling with, with different things and wrestle with stuff. And, I remember being in bed one late night, just, I mean, I was just crying out to God and I heard the door open. And the next thing I know, my mom's got her hand on my head and she is Mm. calling down Jesus upon me Mm. and uh, critical moments. And so, um, you know, you look all the way back from that first grade teacher to my fourth grade teacher to influences in my life, to men of God that have played mighty roles that spoke key words at key moments, uh, influence, you know, I live by a statement. You'll never make an impact unless you're committed to the collision. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we got to collide not only with ourselves, but we got to collide with issues and other people's lives. And Mm
3: -hmm.
0: We're going to make a difference if we're going to make an impact.
3: You're going to make a collision.
0: (laughs) You're going to make a collision. And things are going to get bent. Things are going to get messed up. But you know what? That's the only way you do. That's the only way you get through it. you got to crash through it sometimes. And I've had to. There's been a lot of fears that I've had to crash through. A lot of uh, forces that wanted to keep me locked down in average. Uh, But you know what? Sure. You know, I may not join the Olympic swim team. I only swim in circles. But, (laughs) you you know, I'm just, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to (laughs) try Yeah, uh, I better stop because I could go on and on.
1: (laughs) No, but that's so impactful. Yeah, It really, thank you for sharing that. You know, I think parents, Mm -hmm. it's so very easy to get so bogged down with all the demands of life that we don't, that we don't stay attuned Mm -hmm. to what's happening and the real important things that are happening around us. Mm -hmm. And, and really, if we don't touch God and get His perspective on things, it's so easy to react. Yeah. How could, yeah. how would they send this stupid letter? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm calling the school. I'm going to talk to that teacher.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: That's a reaction.
3: Mm-hmm. How yeah.
1: beautiful that he. I mean, he could have reacted internally. He could have like, hmm. <laughs> he could have done something, but yeah. Instead, he reframed it and how God sees you. And that's what made the impact.
2: Right.
0: And and that's where our true identity arises from. It doesn't arise from someone's opinion of us. Right. right. It it Mm -hmm. goes back to what I said, people being the the limiting belief. I I could, Mm -hmm. if I wanted to, I've had enough people talk bad about me and my condition. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, but one thing I, oh man, this just hit me. One of the things that, that I loved about people like my mom and dad and, and you know, different mentors in my life is they never made excuses for me. Hmm. Or they never let me make an excuse.
3: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Um, you know,
1: talk about that.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I, I could go I could go down a road here. I, I'll never forget. I was, it was probably my, we were living in sacramento My parents were living in Sacramento. I was in school at Stockton. I came home for the summer between either my sophomore and junior year, must have been, and I was doing construction, <laughs> which is funny in and of itself, right? <laughs> if you drive by, if you drive by Gerber and uh, Power Inn, and those houses are no longer standing, it's because I helped build them. <laughs> um, I was working for Ken Mabry. No way. And uh, my dad was working there. And so Ken gave me a job. He started me out in sight. That didn't work. Uh, I even tried to do roofing. That didn't work out too good. And so, so eventually I ended up just driving the forklift. And I almost <laughs> nice. felt like that was a failure. The only time I ever heard my dad say something to me about the possibility of me not being able to do something was that summer. He pulled me into a house that wasn't finished yet. Cause I was frustrated cause everybody's doing all the things. And I, I was just sitting around on a forklift mm. and uh, he said, Darren, you were not created to be a forklift driver.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're created to make a difference mm. in this world.
3: Mm. Quit. Yeah.
0: You're going to be, you're going to be back at school in a few weeks. You're worried That's about, good. I was upset about something. That was yeah. the only time because every single yeah. time my father, even when I made mistakes, he never made an excuse for me. Mm. See, there's the mm. issue I think we have in the society. Mm. We got parents trying to cover up kids' mistakes. Yeah. Sometimes mm. you've got to let them face it.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: There was there was yeah. times in my life where I had to face I had to face my mess. My dad didn't cover it up. He says, oh he's a poor one armed kid. Leave him alone. He you know he can only count to five unless he takes his shoes off. Leave him alone. You know <laughs> no. <laughs> It's like no, you're yeah. not, you're not, you're not getting the pass, buddy.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're
0: not getting the pass. It wasn't That's that good. he was mean; they didn't do it mean. Mm-hmm. They just yep. were. They just life. Face well, it. Deal well, and with I it. think
2: they also, in in the absence of excuses, they poured into you the truth: who you are, you know, yeah. who you are to become. Even in that instance, you gave. You know, yeah. he didn't just say you're not meant to be a forklift driver. He said, you're meant to make a difference. You're going back to school. Like he, he framed again, that reframe of like, here's who you are. Here's who you you're called to be. Yeah.
0: You're not going to be doing this 10 years down the road. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And if you are, I'll take a nail gun and shoot it through your foot. You know, know, so, um, but he saw, you know, I think sometimes we, we need to look for the possibilities in people mm. instead yeah. of the, the limitations. Problems. Exactly. Mm. The limitations mm. in people. Or perceived limitations. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, you said it, right, Chris. It's, you know, he didn't, he didn't make an excuse, but he, he replaced it with something.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: With truth. He replaced yeah. it with
0: a truth, with a positivity, with, yes. you no, know, he wasn't trying to just, blow smoke in my ear and you know no he he knew he knew he knew i'm his child yep he knew what god had planned for me Mm.
2: that's good okay so kind of to redirect this a bit and and challenge you here i'm sure you have an awesome response so we've Uh, emphasized quite a bit the value of a father's voice or a mentors voice your teachers Um, and I think that is encouraging and probably motivating for those listening who are fathers mothers teachers and want to pour into their children what if the you know the person who's listening says you know I have these limiting beliefs caused by past present pretend people and I want to be able to overcome that even though I don't have those positive voices in my life can you give them something to hold on to here? Maybe some practical guidance on, you know, the direction. Where does it start? Yeah. The direction they can go here.
0: For me, I'm just going to talk. I'm a person of faith. You guys know yeah. this, you're people of faith. Mm-hmm. And yep. so faith is, faith is a huge factor in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I had those voices, even though I had those people speaking in my life that were positive, there were times More times than I want to admit, well, not that I'd be scared to admit it, but more times than I could probably count, let me put it that way, Uh where I had to find a place in God. Uh I think the number one thing that we often overlook is establishing that connection with our Creator He created us. He knows us. He knows why he created me the way he does more than I know why he created me the way he does. He has a plan that still is unfolding in my life. We've made a major transition. As you guys know, it's it's a total different thing. But there's a purpose behind it that I'm still seeing some of it. But I had to get alone with God. I had to find that voice that spoke to who I am, because mm-hmm. if I don't get that, that, you know, it's it goes back to Isaiah's entire experience in the temple after King Uzziah died. He sees mm-hmm. the Lord; he gets a revelation of God. We can never get a revelation of ourselves till we get a revelation of God. We've heard mm-hmm. preachers preach it. We've talked about it in in Sunday school and in books, and you know, he gets a revelation of God that ended up as a revelation of himself that then resulted in a revelation of the mission. Look Mm. at it. Read it in Isaiah 6, I believe it is. In the year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. The angels cried holy. He got a revelation of God. But then Mm. the next thing we hear is, oh, woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips. He got a revelation of himself. Uh Here's the deal. We won't truly see who we are till we see who he is. Mm. And after that, after the angel took the coal from off the altar and stuck it on his lips, It was then that he said, once the voice asked the question, whom shall I send? He's like, over here, Uh I'll go.
2: There's the mission. Mm -hmm. There's the mission. Wow. And
0: I think until we truly truly get a revelation of who God desires us to be, we'll wrestle with identity.
1: Mm -hmm. So true.
0: Yep. No book will give it to you. Mm-hmm. No, no seminar will give it to you. It, it has to be and I can take you to camp meetings. Mm-hmm. I can take you to sawdust floors in McCall, Idaho, when I was on my face at a youth camp, and God was digging deep into my just pounding into my yeah. spirit this is who you are. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal Royal. priesthood. You are a holy nation. I know the world defines, you know, I fit probably some category of disability someplace, you know, but no, that's not who I am. That's right. Mm -hmm. I'm who God says I am. And that goes all the way back to what David said. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. You knew me in the innermost parts of my mother's womb you had a plan for me that was established ooh, I'm out, <gasps> that was established <laughs> right then yes. yes and yet we allow all this junk
1: yeah to come mm. into
0: our lives and we get so freaked out and all yeah. you know it, it's just yeah. it's just nuts yeah it's uh-huh. just
1: getting that perspective. I love it that you brought up, you know, the, the year that King Uzziah died, mm-hmm. you know, he was in the temple, and there was a shaking that took place in that temple. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, if people don't give, an, they don't go to the place where there is a shaking and be shaken,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I just, right. some people don't allow themselves to open up. Yeah. To God
0: in that way. The like,
2: weight of who God is causes yeah. change and shaking and disruption in your life.
0: It does. Yeah. Well, and I, I think you look at it. It's a pattern. It's a pattern that God used in every leader. Yep. That was effective. You look yeah. at Joseph. He had to face it. God That's had to work. So you know, we want to put Joseph up here on a pedestal. Joseph apparently had some issues.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because he spent a lot of time in prison. <laughs> <laughs> spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in prison God was working on him spent yeah. a lot of time in a pit a lot of time in prison
2: so <laughs> right. true wow oh, yeah. this has been so rich yeah
1: I love, I love it. it and I think this is even though it's there is practical there are principle here these principles are real yes it's so funny like you just look at enough people that are successful that are doing things and this is what they're saying so maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's a good idea to get alone with god and to realize your identity yes and then what you think is such a huge deal and so limiting really yeah. becomes something that shapes you
2: we'll be right back to the interview but i wanted to take a moment and share with you about my favorite brand for pregnant and nursing mamas Um you've probably heard me talk about them over the last few episodes but it's called kindred bravely Kindred Bravely was my go-to brand while I was pregnant in nursing, and they also have stuff for non-pregnant and nursing mamas too. The sweater that I absolutely love and I'm actually wearing while we record this episode is called the Chloe Chunky Cardigan Sweater, and I have it in the oat color. It's a perfect addition to many, many fall outfits. I find myself picking it up most days and throwing it on with whatever I'm wearing. And I think you would love it too. It's super comfy. I also love all their bamboo stuff, their pajamas, um, their dresses for nursing mamas. Go check it out. You can go to kindredbravely.com and you can also use our code DYMC20 for 20% off your purchase and some exclusions apply.
0: And I think think there's something else and I deal with this in my course, Nobody Is Born Average. We've got to eliminate some distractions.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've got
0: to eliminate some voices that yeah. we allow to speak into our lives. You know, mm. leadership demands resistance. Mm. That's what makes a leader. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. yet we don't like the resistance and we want the easy path. And so we we tend to go with the flow and listen to things that are not biblically accurate. Mm. And we let voices of, our peers we let voices of our past we let voices of uh, the present culture kind of define us when God says no Mm. and you know we can cause all of that to get us to just keep going down 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 Mm. till we're at the bottom and we're just existing Mm -hmm. God didn't call you to exist
2: no that's right God
0: called you to excel yeah amen caused you to do something and so you would and say
1: turn off your stinking phone and
0: turn off your phone, turn off turn off all the media that that's just dragging you down. Stop stop the noise. Stop mm. it.
1: How do you and- how do you practically do that? Like you're a well, creator, you're you're always studying and I know how how do you practically get quiet?
3: Mm.
0: Well, for me, this is just Darren Sargent. I am an early riser.
3: Mm,
0: okay. Yep. I get up before the devils do. <laughs> That's um, early. Yeah, it's pretty early. Uh, they're usually going, they're done partying about the time I get up. <laughs> um, I've always been this way since I was a teenager. I, I just, my internal clock starts off at four 30 in the morning. Okay? Wow. I don't usually need an alarm clock. I just get up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't always get out of bed at four 30, but uh i love my morning time i okay. love to get get alone with god um i'm a big journal guy um, mm-hmm. i like to write um i try to read and write before i check anything on my phone wow. um, That's good. I, how valuable I mean, i'm sorry
1: I, i'm no, like curious. Go, ahead, go ahead how valuable do you think that journaling is to your growth as an individual
0: oh to me it's it's huge mm-hmm. um i you know much to the chagrin of my wife i have stacks and stacks and stacks of journals i, I mean i got more journals than than you know and i'm always I, i'm a sucker for a new journal um, <laughs> it's something about breaking you know i have one right here in front of me this is my i i, I just started i'm a big proponent now of bullet journaling
2: uh-huh um, yeah hey, just man.
0: started it this year and i am in love with it i tried every system out there and this works for me, uh, nice. but for me, I'm able to take. I'm able to take thought. I, I think something happens when we take thought. And now I'm getting. Uh, I'm becoming a philosopher here, but we take thought and we put it down onto paper, yeah, mm-hmm. with pen. Now sometimes I do type, journal mm-hmm. in. Um, I have you know in my in my computer, but. I like the tactical. Uh, it just helps mm-hmm. me process. And that's
2: how you grew up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And you know, some people it's easier for them to sit down in front of a keyboard or, or do mm-hmm. it on their phone or, or whatever, whatever works. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, just get it out. But for me, one of the things that I've started doing recently is doing a daily review at the end of my day. Mm-hmm. Just, just writing down, okay, here's what happened today. Like tonight mm-hmm. I'll write about, Adam and Carissa King. I'll write about mm. you guys, and I'll, I'll, I'll and I'll ask myself the question: Why in the world did they have me on there? Uh, no, just kidding. And oh. but I'll I'll process it. Yeah, I had some things. You know, I'm, I'm currently uh, while we're recording this, uh, quarantined here at home. Yeah. Uh, so I was, you know, had to do my staff meeting for work uh, mm. from home today. But I'll I'll write about that. Mm. I'll just write about things that came up i have taken notes while my, I'm in a meeting. It's like that. I, I, I wrote, beautiful. you know, scriptures I read this morning. Things that mm-hmm. I thought they just come to me. Yeah. I write it down because That's it helps so me funny. just process.
2: Well, yeah, you're manifesting something that would otherwise yes. feel a bit intangible, and also it puts you into a routine so that you're you're training your brain to look yes. for. The, the useful things, the things that you want to reflect on later, the stories. I I came across,
1: um, there's a really good book called story worthy that I think is fabulous. And he has a Ted talk. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember the Ted talk name. I think it's called a story for life. Mm. And he talks about that whole process at the end of the day to go through the day. And he says, you know, your, your days and weeks and years are flying by Mm -hmm. because you don't remember them. Exactly. He said, like, if you capture your days, your life goes much more slowly and you can actually Ooh. enjoy it to a more full extent.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. I just wrote that down. Story worthy. Mm-hmm. That's For a- everybody listening in podcast land, <laughs> Adam King just dropped a very notable <laughs> note. Go get story worthy I wish I would have wrote it because I'd just make a million dollars right
2: now. <laughs> okay, so That's speaking how many of re-
0: people listen to your podcast? Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking
2: of resources, though, we so far we've yes. written down. Uh, you're going to give us that YouTube link for the interview with Mr. Jenkins, your fourth yes. grade teacher. Uh, you've recommended bullet point journaling, bullet journaling, which we recommend as well. We'll put story worthy in the linked resources. Talk to us about your course. Yes.
0: About oh, I am so excited. Nobody's born. Nobody's born average. Yes. You know where it was born from. So what I did is I I, I took this word average and I thought, okay, there's got to be something that makes us average. And I noticed that there were seven letters to average. So I came up with seven things that cause us to be average. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a few of them. First one is apathy. Apathy Mm -hmm. will cause you to be average. Mm -hmm. Just an apathetic attitude and apathetic spirit, whatever. The, The second thing was voices. Voices will cause you to be average. The third thing is the E, that's excuses. Mm
3: -hmm. And then
0: the R is relationship. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Mm -hmm. And I could go on and on. The A, the next A is assumptions and then giants of fear and failure and I I, I better stop. But I don't want to leave people there in the course. I don't want to leave them there. I want them to go from average to awesome. And guess how many letters awesome has? I'm brilliant. Seven. I'm telling you. Just, <laughs> who, who comes up with stuff like this? Nobody. Not nobody like me. Uh, right, right. thing I'm is, you got to you
1: gotta have uh, one arm and you also have to right. write every single morning.
0: That's right. That's it's, right. You just got to do it. That's how you awesome. You can awesome. do this too. I'm not a trained professional. Do not try this at all. <laughs> no. Um, but awesome has seven letters, mm-hmm. so we're going to talk how to turn average into awesome, nice. and that's what the course is about. It's okay. uh, it's ninety nine dollars. I, mm-hmm. I even make it easier for people. I you can spread it out a three month uh, payment of thirty three bucks uh, okay. just to make it easy for everybody. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, just just. Quit drinking Starbucks for four days and you can afford <laughs> exactly. the course.
1: Seriously, $33. <laughs> right. Everybody sh- can afford that.
2: For three months. Yeah. yeah. And then they for get lifetime months. access or how long do they, they get, get access?
0: Lifetime access to it. Uh, okay. They get a workbook with it. Uh, they get cool. a, a copy of my book, The Rule of Thumb, um, <laughs> where I talk about the, it's, it's an ebook I wrote. They get okay. that for free. Uh, so, oh. yeah. And there's more things coming down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, love it that will be involved in that course so so where can uh,
2: they get the course itself
0: go to nobodyisbornaverage.com okay nobodyisbornaverage.com yeah uh it'll soon be my my website darrensargent.com will soon be uh finalized i'm hoping we'll be able to launch my new website this week which has all my courses on it um, okay,
2: we'll link that in the show notes too. Podcast then
0: podcast and all that yeah. stuff.
1: So
2: okay. cool.
0: and
1: where where can they find you um, on the pot in Podcast Land?
0: Uh, it, almost any any podcast place you listen, the Darren Sargent Show is available. Um, mm-hmm. We are now into eighty six, eighty seven. Uh, uh, I think we're nearing ninety episodes. So awesome. wow, um, that yay! is so cool. Yeah.
2: All right. We will link all of that for sure.
0: Okay. Good. The Darren Sargent show. I didn't know what else to call it. I just called it the Darren Sargent show. (laughs) Well,
1: it's, it's original and awesome.
2: Unique brother. There we
0: go. There we
3: go.
2: (laughs) Well, this, this is incredible. We, we like to close our podcasts by asking each of our interviewees the same question And, um, that is, if you were to rewind back to the first couple years of your marriage and then fill in the blank, dear young married couple, what would you say?
0: Dear young married couple, don't get in a rush. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have what mom and dad has (laughs) two years into your marriage. Don't Mm -hmm. get into a rush and compare yourself with other people. Mm -hmm. Be you. Enjoy the journey. Understand that God has got good things for you and your spouse that is yours. It's your journey, it's nobody else's. So don't get in a rush. Don't be so fast to try to get, you know, well, we need to have this before we can do this. Just Mm -hmm. enjoy the journey. Enjoy before kids come along. Enjoy all of that. Just enjoy the journey.
2: Amen. Don't rush. So awesome, so good. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much, Brother Sergeant.
1: Always yeah, an honor. Good.
0: <laughs> no, I was just saying thank you guys. This was this was a treat for me. You guys are amazing Aww. people. Oh.
1: Well, we love you so much. And seriously, people go and check this course out.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um I know yes, there's going to be very, so much
0: wisdom. <laughs> serious. Because <laughs> yes, like a little I need, I need to afford the surgery to reattach my arm. Hurry. Oh no.
2: <laughs> the jokes keep coming
1: out. You know, if people could just invest in themselves, it's amazing what could happen.
0: Yes. Well, there's some things we'll never know unless we're willing to grow. It's <laughs> so true. And well I think sometimes we, we don't think we need to do, we get to a place where we know everything.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I'm I'm not anywhere near where I need to be. Amen. I mean, I yeah. still don't even agree with half the stuff I do. So, I've got a long <laughs> way to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, could,
1: I, made... I could I I concur. <laughs> half of me doesn't like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's some things we will never know unless we're willing to grow. So, awesome. be committed to growth and yeah. I think you'll we got we got an opportunity to really make a difference in our world. Let's do it. Let's
2: yes. do it. Amen. We're going to join and you. Let's you guys do are doing
0: it. it. You guys are doing it. I Aww. love it. You too. We love
2: you. We love appreciate you. you.
1: Love you guys. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916 1797. Or shoot us an email at hello at com.
2: No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at dear young married couple, And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.